To all be patty special sauce for cheese pickles and your honey special cheese I sit alone in my four-cornered room staring at candles. But that shit is on. Let me drop some shit like this here. Welcome back, everybody, to the Bottom of the Pit podcast, where we look to the moon and swap our palettes. I am, as per usual, Mick Whoopi Goldberg, and today I have a very special guest, another member of the food chain who y'all have not heard from again. He's very mysterious, very, very, very cool. Can you please introduce yourself? I am known as the Hungry Patient. Uh, name's Mike. What's going on? The Hungry Patient. His name is Mike. It's all going on. How are you feeling today? Feeling great. Feeling good. It's a nice day. Enjoying uh, the festivities. Oh, yes. We did pick a good day for this. Oh, Get yeah. a oh, good yeah. window view. It's been, um, as all these recordings for the most part have been during the winter time. But now, it is currently March and the birds are chirping. But the bugs have not shown up yet. So there's that. I hope they don't. <laughs> there's that gap where the birds are out, but the bugs aren't yet. So we need to enjoy that while it lasts. Uh, but thanks for coming on the show. Uh, I've been wanting to get you on here for a long time. Thank you for calling me. Thank you for calling me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of um, pressing questions. And um, going through all these, I'm like, there's kind of a lot to go through. So I probably shouldn't run my mouth about mundane things. And we should probably get right on into this. All right. Okay, so as far as uh, your childhood and your past goes, I know um, everyone has a different experience with um, not just fighting games, but video games as a whole. You know, everyone's got their favorites mostly because... You know how they grew up or, or what they had access to so I want to ask you um uh, when you were growing up as as a kid or maybe like as a teenager whenever you did you know really get into uh, fighting games what was your experience with them uh, fighting games were it's fighting games were awesome but it was hard for me to get my hands on them because my mom and not so much my dad but mostly my mom were very anti-violence okay. so our entertainment we could play some video games, but nothing ultra-violent. So when I got into fighting games, MK and Street Fighter were like the kings. Oh, yeah. Um, you didn't hear a lot about SNKs or anything because we're in the U.S. But uh, the first video game, fighting game that I got to play was Street Fighter. I was at my cousin's. It was like family get-together. Kids go this way. Adults go this way. And all my older cousins, they got to play video games all the time. So... I got to sit and wait till somebody died. And as soon as I got on the sticks, I was off the sticks. Yeah, right. They, they made sure to make quick work of the little the little cousins yeah, so you they know, could I got get back the, to uh, it. The ten hit combo real fast, and then all right, next up. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. It was it taught me something. Right. It gave me uh, something to strive for. So as the games started to progress, I mean, you had like Street Fighter, Street Fighter Two, uh, MK, and they just kept going. I got better. Okay. I had a uh, Sega Genesis down in the basement with me and my sister. She'd always kick my butt. I'd sit there and play before she got done her homework. So I got better. Now it's like we got MK11 and every other fight game under the sun. Right, many years later, decades it's just later. Jeez. Like, you just touch back on them and you're like, I used to suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you look back at how you used to play when you were a kid, you're like, you, that's really your first thought. I was like, yo, I was really trash at these games. Oh, yeah. But it's kind of nice when you, you see where you're at now compared to then. It's yes. it's pretty inspiring, you know, inspiring yourself almost. Go from butt mashing to actually having a tactic. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's good to to see your progression. It's kind of like keeps you moving forward. Like, hey, if I was if I improve this much, how much farther can I go? Yes, yes, indeed. Um, now my question to you is because um, we've played a lot of fighting games together, like a whole the the whole slew of them. And my question is, um, which one is uh, your favorite? Growing up, which one was your favorite um, when you were younger? Um, Always and foremost, like best fight game I played that I loved was Air Guys, for two reasons. Um, it was the first time I played a game where I didn't suck. <laughs> uh, it was mostly okay. because of the uh, button mechanics. They had the basically the, the one button loop, I like to call it. You could literally just have every character, especially Cloud, hit with the heavy consistently. You run through the whole game. Oh, it damn. sucked. There were potholes in that whole game mechanic, but I loved it. But you had fun. Yeah. Number two, it was Final Fantasy. That was the first Final Fantasy uh, fight game, period, to that point. Nobody else had a fight game that had any Final Fantasy ties. I think it was, um, there was another game that started off, the same company made it, uh, not Power Stone. I forget the name of the game. It's not coming to me right now, but it was that game, and then Final Fantasy Air Guys. It was just, it was uh, King of the Ring or something like that. It was just swept it for me because you had the option. They had their own original characters, but you had the option of being Sephiroth, Cloud. They even put like Red Thirteen in there, and those were like main Final Fantasy Seven characters. So like that was that was the flagship for me. Now was it mostly just Final Fantasy Seven characters? It wasn't like from the previous games, or no? They went from seven on up. Oh, okay. Uh, Tifa was in there, like. The major players from Final Fantasy VII, because right at that point, PlayStation was like, "This is our game. Like that's our that's our flagship. This yeah, is our, that was that time. Our banner. Everybody saw Final Fantasy VII, automatically thought PlayStation. So it was just that was their front runner for their fight game. It fell off. It wasn't the best game, but it got a lot of people into the franchise. So Square was just like, "Well, hell, we've got them. Yeah, that worked. That was. Oh yeah." And at that time, that seemed kind of like the goal, because fighting games were at a, in a weird place where there's a lot of different, um, a lot of different franchises that were getting just like kind of random spin-off yes. fighting games. Yes, they were. I guess they were meant to bring in to the main game, and it seemed like it worked. Oh yeah, it definitely worked. Um, I don't think if they had um, any more fight games from other Final Fantasy games at that point, I feel it would have killed. A little bit of their franchise. I okay. think that little taster got them more exposure, and then they were like, "All right, cool, we can focus on our RPGs." And they just went off with it. All right, that was pretty smart because yeah. you don't want to create a franchise out of the fighting game, and all of a sudden they're running parallel to each other. Exactly, exactly. So that's so that's that's great because there's some people like kind of uh, like me who who has like a passing knowledge of Final Fantasy VII. Um, I say this all the time. I played Final Fantasy VII up until I think the first boss, and I was just not smart enough to beat him. I was a dumbass <laughs> yeah. little kid. I was just I just couldn't figure out how to beat it's the like, first why? boss. So he beat me, and I never I never got out of Midgard or any. Well, I don't know what's yeah. after that. I had no idea what's after that. I got you. I got you. So um, and I never played this. Uh, was it Air Guys? Uh, Air Air Guys, and Air then guys. the next one they made was uh, Dissidia. Dissidia. I remember Dissidia. that one. It. I think the problem with the original Dissidia was the platform. Okay. Um, I love PSP. I have one. I've got a PS Vita, but it just wasn't in the right spot. I think it was marketing, launching. I had a great game for it, but it's the wrong console. Because at that time, 
Nintendo was killing the mobile game. Oh, they had. I mean, they're still doing it now. But you're gonna put out a PlayStation fight game, and you think it's gonna like take off when Nintendo owns everything. Mm -hmm. It's not that they were in straight direct competition. It's just you put it out with the likes of Smash, and at that point you had Smash on a handheld. Not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Not gonna happen. If people were gonna play a a fighting game. on the go, they're just going to play handheld Smash. You're not exactly. going to play the city, exactly. and the city wasn't a bad game. No, not at all. It was it was pretty fun. It was pretty just. It was really hectic. It was a really hectic game. Pretty. And stressful. the Vita is great. It's just I feel as a handheld with a demographic that normally buys a PS Vita, mm-hmm. they're not going to play it like that. That's more of a younger demographic, like preteen and middle school would be your main market base. Not as many high schoolers. Yeah, because they're it's all just, doing other things. Exactly. There's so much out there. They're flooded with options. So, it just didn't work out. That's all. Yeah, I mean, that's that's inter- interesting. And go back to this Air... This air, air Guys. Air Guys. Okay, I'm like, is it Air Guys? Air Guys? Um, I've never played Air, air Guys. And okay. you, you, you just said, I'm like... Like, the name sounded familiar, but I've never... Yeah. You know, I've never touched it a day in my life. But It was crazy, like... And a lot of people that I know say the same thing, and then they see it like, oh, yeah, that game. Oh, okay, so it's and one like, of those deals. The thing I feel about Air Guys that kind of hurt it, it didn't have a direct demographic in the States. Was it like a Japanese only? or Not only. It was just bigger over there than over here. Gotcha. We were still okay. stuck on like MK, Street Fighter, and Tekken. Oh, the big name, the big Those three. were our go-to fight games. And then you had Shaq Fu, and that was just hard. That was, that's like, that, that's the bad cousin that no one likes. No one likes. <laughs> Who invited Shaq Fu to the party? But, I mean, you had our big three, so Air Guys came out, and the people that knew about Air Guys either got it from off the demo discs from other Squaresoft games, okay. or Square Enix games. Um, was it Square Enix at that point? Well, anyway, off the, the... I think it was still Square Enix. It might have been Square Enix. Wait, is but, it Squaresoft now? I don't, I don't know. This, know. this is not my field. It's Square. <laughs> square, yeah. It's All the square. square games had demo discs, and I love those things, because you got the game you wanted, and then you had so many other games on that disc, and it was just enough to like, well, I'm buying another one, I'm buying another one, and they were just good. That's the first time I played Air Guys, was on a demo disc. The guys who played it also played Final Fantasy VII, and at that time in gaming, when you got a, a, a Final Fantasy an RPG in general, but a Final Fantasy, you're putting in at least 120 hours into it. Oh, of course. So that's the type of game you got. They branch out into a fighter. Okay, sure. But you didn't have like fight games like, hey, here's the next MK. By the way, we got a couple other demo. Yeah. That wasn't a thing. <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't a thing. <laughs> Air guys. Um, as soon as it's done, I'm looking that up. Definitely. Because I definitely want to check this out. Check the game we play is Cloud and Sephiroth and all yeah, that. Man. That's really... That sounds really, really interesting. But like you said, you said it wasn't great, but it was fun. No, it played like um, Def Jam Vendetta without okay. being as good as Def Jam, Def Jam Vendetta. Like, Def Jam Vendetta was set up like a wrestling game. Yeah. It was great. Air Guys wasn't anywhere near a wrestling game. I feel if they had those mechanics, it would have lasted longer. Ooh. 
a little bit more polish you think it could exactly. use it's so much more polish better balancing yeah. you never know Final Fantasy's doing really well right now we might get like Air Guys too if they put a DLC with uh, the remake of Final Fantasy 7 um, I'm going to marry an entire franchise <laughs> wouldn't that be have. wouldn't that be, be really thing. fucking cool like a remake of Final Fantasy 7 comes with a demo disc of I would lose <laughs> my mind. remake of Air Guys people wouldn't see me for a few months they're like oh <laughs> you didn't hear about Air Guys too? it's like Air Guys who? Bro? Like, it's like, bro. It's like someone slide food under his door. <laughs> We're sure he's not eating. He lost 100 pounds. <laughs> Thanks, Air Guys. <laughs> the Air Guys died. <laughs> um, but I want to flip the script, don't yes. you? Um, what is your, your, what was your least favorite one? What what uh, series or, or game in particular did you, just, you, did you not mess with at all? It wasn't even the series. It was just that one game. Onimusha Blade Warriors. <laughs> oh my goodness. I haven't heard that name in a long time. There's a reason. <laughs> oh, I had so much hype. I love the Onimusha series. Mm-hmm. Two wasn't my favorite. It wasn't horrible, but wasn't a favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, three, eh, it was alright. You know, I still enjoyed it. Gotcha. Three was the one with the other guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they put um, Jean Renault in it. Love that guy. It was the dynamic, the cinematics in that game. The storyline in that game are what brought me back to the franchise. Two, it was just wasn't great. But Blade Warriors was heavily influenced by two. Oh, jeez. Of all the I things that influenced by. I bought it from Funko Land, and I wanted to take it back. Funko Land. Bro, I, I used to live in that store. Like, I had a job as a kid. I would get money here and there, you know, shovel snow, do stuff for people, whatever. I got money, went straight to Funko Land. That was my thing. Right. Hop and, on and the bike. Blade Boy. <laughs> let's do it. You know, like, and I bought that game. I'm like, the only reason I didn't take it back was because at that same time, we were going through this thing at home where my sister was drifting away from video games mm-hmm. and I was drifting further into them. It's not that she stopped. My sister still plays now, but it wasn't as a big a priority for her because she's five years my senior. Right, right. Me, I was like, well... I'm always in trouble, so I can't go outside, but I'm not punished, <laughs> so I'm going to play these games. There you go. Shoot. I bought this game, and it was like, well, Dad said if I get rid of another one, uh, I'm going to lose something. And I was like, well, I'll just keep it. Damn, blackmailed into keeping shit-ass game? That's the worst. When oh. you have a game that you play, stop playing and just hide in the back of your, your game collection so you forget about it. That's a bad experience. That's terrible. <laughs> now, what about this Unamusha game? Like, was so it, so. Just when it came terrible. out, um, Smash came out, and Smash was killing it. So I mean, Pikachu was god tier. He was. He was. And they had this game, and you can <laughs> tell they're like stealing aspects of Smash, but it's this two D side scroller with levels, and they're trying to they tried to mash in the Onimusha. Um, uh, suction mechanics for your power-ups and changing into your uh, Onimusha, your Oni form. And they had so many things from the original game that were great. And they put it like, you versus you. I'm like, no. First off, they wouldn't fight. Right. That's That's ridiculous. The the dissonance is already off. Second off, it just, it wasn't the, for everything that you were supposed to do, they had to cut it in half just to fit you on that 2D platforming fighter. Then it was just like, why? Because you took away half the stuff I wanted to do. 
Then there was a couple of power scaling issues. Then they took out characters. Other characters should have been in that they never even considered. I'm like, the guys I actually want aren't in here. So the roster was just trash. (laughs) Why? It wasn't a bad concept. It's visually okay. But the the mechanics of it just really it turned me off. No, oh, okay. I just no. I I loved uh, Bushido Blade. Yeah, Bushido Blade. That, that turned into be my samurai game. I mean, it, it was, was a perfect to be Blade game. Warriors. It was supposed to be. That's what you were hoping for. Yeah, I was like, oh, Blade Warriors come out. Well, Bushido Blade wasn't bad, but it's only Musha. No, no. Damn, hard <laughs> eggs for you. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks, man. With the games that are based off of licenses like that, especially one like Unamusha, the roster is just too important to be leaving off yes, some key is. characters and bringing on some whack characters. Exactly. You have to bounce. You have to bounce it out. Maybe some lesser characters can make it on because there's some people that just you know they like grunt characters for some yeah, reason. Yeah, but you got to bring the, the big faces in. You have to have the big faces first. I was just upset. And I mean, it like I said, it wasn't the franchise. It was just that one game. Because further in the franchise, they fixed some things. They tweaked some things. They made homages to characters you wanted. But that game was kind of held as canon at the time. So that was messed canon? up. Well, it messed up the continuity for me. Oh, okay. With the next, the next game story. I'm like, well, should we just throw that throw that out? Like, <laughs> please? Just make that not happen. <laughs> but I, like I said, it didn't kill the franchise for me. Okay. It just that game. I was like, I, when I see other games... Of that nature that are like free on the PlayStation Store or whatever. Mm. I'm like, no. No. I'm going to swipe on that one. Right. The scar is too deep. The scar is too <laughs> yeah. deep. It's like the Kazuya scar across his chest. It's I always remember never. that. <laughs> <laughs> you seem to play a lot of like franchise fighting games when you were younger. Yeah. Like, oh, know, yeah. Based yeah. off of other um, IPs that are doing other things outside of fighting games. Yes. Was that a big draw for you when you were young? Um, It was more so the story. Oh, the story? I'm a big fan of a good story. Uh, once again, growing up, my dad made me read the newspaper in the morning. It was like, you got a page to read before you go to school. I used to hate it. But I read pretty darn good. But yeah, still, that's, a, that's an that, interesting method. That storying, uh, I call it storying, but it's more like getting used to having a storyline to follow carried over into my fight games. Um, the games I play, I like to keep going with the story. You get a good book. Every book in that series may not be good, but it continues with the whole overall story. I love that. Okay. So franchise games, big thing for me. Um, if the last one was good, like uh, Bioshock, perfect example for me. Um, Bioshock 1, love it. Hands down the best in the series. Bioshock 2, great follow-up. Bioshock Infinite. After you get all the DLCs, it continues in and ties back to the first two. Okay, it makes like it's a okay. Circle. By itself. Without the DLC. WTF. Like, because it doesn't tie in at all without the DLC. Exactly. Right? I mean, it tries to at the end of the production. And the thing about me being an adult now, I'm looking more into what's going on with the gaming studio. Okay. And the game at the same time. And I notice when you have a bad ending to a great game, it's funding. Or somebody died or got fired. Normally got fired. Because you can tell, oh, their writers are going, they just wrap this up real quick. Right, because they need to get it done because there's exactly. there's some key part missing now. Yep. Suddenly, it could be the, back, the money backers like, hey, where's our game? Get it out there. Well, we need an extension. No. Well, 
Um, let's throw in a lighthouse and uh, take them back to uh, Rapture and just mash it all together. We're done. Here you go. So like the whole first, say, 30 hours of the game. Okay, cool. I'm liking this. This is a different game. I wouldn't call it Bioshock, but okay. Great game. And then you tie it back into a game that has storyline, that has gameplay, that has suspense, that has a whole different feel to it. And you're saying this, Sunshines and Rainbows, is grunge metal. We have a dilemma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seemed like a like a big time like a timeline. Like it tried to like that was the like the twist, like, like a timeline twist. Yeah. That like, actually this happened before or after. I don't quite know the story. No, they went back and forth. It was like Infinite was supposed to be started the events of Infinite were supposed to be kick started by like halfway through the first uh, Bioshock and then I'm like well okay we get prequels all the time but it's not a prequel it touches back to the beginning and now you're into but why it's like they did a, a multiverse thing and just got confused and just said it didn't happen <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. multi what but back to fight games right. um, that's another reason why like the Darkstalkers franchise Love it to death. Yeah, yeah, it's their story great. is fantastic. And it just picks up. Every character has their tie-in to it. And I've also noticed a lot of the fight games that I'm a big fan of are... They have either potential for anime or they already have their own anime. And they follow that storyline. And it just ties in so well that you get connected to the characters. A lot of the characters' uh, attributes in the storyline are seen in their fighting. Which they're supposed to be. But... I feel it more so than just like, oh, cool, he's got fire punch. Nah, bro. There's a reason why he has this. Right. Why does else. he have fire punch? Why does he use it? Why does this character go straight towards fire? Like uh, Scorpion in MK. He's got a reason to torch you. Well, he's a remnant. He died. He Flames of hell. Brought him back with him. Yeah, he's going to burn you. Right, that's his thing now. That's it wasn't like thing. that when he was a human. They, no, they he was a straight you know. like samurai, or not samurai, ninja, swords and everything, chain whip. Then, well, he died, came back with fire. You're getting burned. Right, he's going to use that shit. <laughs> but it made sense, and I was cool with that. So it, it kind of does shape what games I'm drawn to. Okay, so would you say um, story is... Uh, almost as important in a fighting game as any other video game? Yes, I will. Yes, I definitely 100% agree with that. Um, if the storyline doesn't make sense, I'm not going to play it for long. Okay. I might play it like, oh, for game gameplay is great. Sure, I'll play it, but I'm not going to buy it. Like, I'll play it when I'm around friends. I'll play it when I go to a con. Yeah. When arcades were huge. Oh, that was great. Yeah, I'll put some quarters in that because it's good for the moment. But it's not long-term. I'm not going to say it's, like, not good, but it's not good enough to marry. Okay. I, like, I think there that. are women that, that you date, and then there's women that you marry. Sometimes they're both, true. but if, that's because they grew into it. Yeah. But it's not like, oh, dude, she's gorgeous. I'm going to marry her. You don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's how I feel about some games that are missing storyline. It's like, dude, that looks awesome, but there's no story, so you're going to get bored. That's one thing I don't like. I like to keep my games and replay them. Replayability is huge, and a good story will keep me playing. It's true. And, and I, I always, uh, when I was a kid, um, whenever I played uh, fighting games, um, I would like to 
craft reasons because those old early fighting games didn't have much of a story mode that you no. could experience in game. Like you could go on their wiki and or in the strategy guide to read like what yeah. they're about. But in game, usually, um, outside of, like their ending, uh, you didn't really know what they were about. Exactly. You so, get like tidbits of text, flavor text between characters. And yeah. You're like, I love the formula. Like you'd have your say like four to six just nonsense battles. Then you'd have your rival battle at seven and eight was the mid-boss, and then 9 was the boss, or they'd go straight at 8 for your boss. And that was great. But you played, like, some of the games had, like, certain characters that you would only fight with this guy in that path. Okay. And that was, like, your story. So you have a little dialogue here, like, you killed my family. Ugh, you were nothing to me. And then, okay, cool. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a reason. Right. There's some characters just like, oh, hello, hello, let's fight. Okay, I, uh, why? No, again, the what? why is a big thing for me. And there, even in such a simple interaction, there's like big, there's big whys. Why y'all so cool with just fighting randomly? Y'all just yes. met. Why? Why? Why are y'all so friendly with strangers? Like just. But yeah. why are you speaking Japanese and he's speaking? Um, uh, I don't know what the um, Guyanese. Okay, you got a Chinese <laughs> and a Guyanese person speaking their own languages. I don't know what they know. I don't know if you can... <laughs> like, is there a universal language? Do you have translators? These guys are literally speaking their own dialects, and they understand each other. You know, Tekken's real bad. And now they want to fight. I'm like, time out. <laughs> um, I understand people are multilingual. Mm-hmm. However, that's a stretch. Right? Everyone in this game knows all these languages? Like, nah, bro. It's like, I'm not on. buying it. And that goes back to the story. It's like, why y'all understand each other? That's Answer it. the game, tell me. <laughs> Yes. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but I always I like that's what I like about the new MK games or also yes. Injustice. Like they have their banter. It's like why Injustice y'all why y'all fighting? Like, like I like dude, that. Dude, it was awesome. I mean, they're all in the same universe, even with their DLC characters. There's a reason, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Like in uh, Injustice Two, hands down, Atrocitus is my dude. Love that guy. His storyline with everybody is legit. What he does in the comics. It's just like, okay, I'm a Red Lantern. Um, we're going to take out this. This is what we're going to do. We're going to spread my core. You don't like it? Too bad. He's like recruiting certain characters to come with him. Yes. Like, I love the whole storyline in that game for every character. Because it's, it's entertaining. Yeah, number one, it's entertaining. And it kind of like raises the stakes a little bit for the fights. Yes. When you know, yes. you know what that character's deal is, what this character's deal is. It's like, why, why does the... Like, cause someone looking at it does nothing about comics. Like, why? Why do the Red Lantern, Atrocitus, and Green Lantern? Um, I forget which one it actually is. In, it, in Injustice, is, is it, it might be Hal Jordan. I guess it's Hal sure. Jordan. Yeah. Um, it's like, why do they, you know, not get along? They're just colors. Yeah. But with it's that like, dialogue, it's not like, a you, game you know, war. This is they have bad blood. Yeah. You don't have to read the comic to understand the issue within that interaction. That right there is awesome for me. Right, that's good, and that's just good writing. Yeah, because yeah. we definitely we've come too far in fighting games to to keep with oh, this is a tournament. Everyone's joining the tournament, and they're they're no. joining the tournament for this reason. It's like no, we we don't want no. that no more. We had that. We had that twenty years ago. That's what we needed then. Now yeah. we need more. Now we need stakes. Yes. Like oh, why does why is Dalsim? Why is he joining the tournament? Oh, to get money for his people. It's like, okay, yeah, that's good 20 years ago, but what's he doing now? That was 20 years ago. Yeah, He's, like, we've grown with the games. The games have to grow with us. Exactly, exactly, because yeah. the people that were enjoying it then are older now. Yeah, and I hate to say it, 
they're the ones buying your game. They're the ones buying the game. <laughs> Not saying younger people, younger generations aren't still playing MK. They are. Yeah. But they have no ties to the characters now. Right. So, like, you're going to shift your meta. Yeah, these guys are good. You've made them super... Scorpion's always going to be top 10 played characters in MK. Of However, course. why would they play them if they don't have a connection with them? Not everybody's a tournament player. Tournament player, you're going to play for a reason to get that money. You need that W so you can get paid. Right, so you'll so play you're any pay character. the best. Exactly. But the Who, casual players, the tournament players who go to cons and gaming tournaments you're going to play with who you like so play style is going to be huge and your connection to that player that's going to make your decision exactly I really couldn't have said it better myself be honest with you so um, now I want to ask you this as far as story goes um, a lot of games nowadays um, especially like the the big three MK Tekken Street yes. Fighter they've all got story modes every single one have a have a story mode now I'm not sure if you played all three of their story modes. That's one of yeah. Um, yeah, yeah Soul Calibur yeah. Six also has a story mode. Yes, yes, um, indeed. Long um, story. Yeah, mode. the thing was very, very long. Jesus. Uh, would you say? And it sounds like I'm knocking the stories because I am a little bit, but I'm also not. Uh, would you say a bad story mode is worse than no story mode? A bad story mode, for me, is worse. Worse. Yes. No story at all. Just we got characters, we got cool <laughs> characters. Then I can, I've got a great imagination, so I can at least piece things in my head subconsciously together to why. Okay, this guy's good. I like him. All right. Well, I feel like he wouldn't like this person, or he'd have beef with this person, even if it's just like, here are some characters. Okay. Well, I like the way you play. I like the way you play. You guys look like you might have beef. I can piece that together. But a overall bad storyline. It's like I was handed a bad plate of food. <laughs> it's just, okay, this is what I got. I don't want to eat this. Just, you look at a game, you're like, all right, well, this this makes no sense at all. Like, you start off, and it's just like bad writing. The dialogue between characters makes no sense. They're not synced up. I've been spoiled. As gaming has evolved and improved... We've been spoiled. I've been spoiled by good writing. Exactly. So to get a bad story, I'm like, yeah, trash it. Yeah, and because you notice. You notice now. I would rather see a bad storyline game merged into a good game as far as like a a fighter's game. It's like you take characters out of there that are good just throw them in there. Because then at least I know the good game, the fighter's game, is going to fix their crap. (laughs) Like they'll give them a storyline. And I'll be able to play with good characters. Right. But that game they came from, I'm not going to play that. Just because it's not worth my time. It was, it feels like a waste. Or like I'm betraying the games I've played that are good by playing this. Damn, man. It just, I I feel bad (laughs) when I play a bad game because I know it's not the game's fault. Somewhere in its... in its formation, there was a good idea. Yeah. It always starts with at least a good idea. And then it got dropped somewhere. I don't know where... But usually when the money man yeah, money men get their you start hands taking in it. things out putting in doo doo <laughs> you're just gonna ruin this game and I'm like oh, I look so cool oh god no please stop and it's yeah it's such a tra- it's such a tragic tale yeah because it, it happens, happens so often you know it's just like why a game that had <laughs> I mean Clay Fighter Clay Fighter Clay Fighter <laughs> that's never been brought up on a podcast was the coolest looking that. game ever. <laughs> It was horrible. Yeah, it was, it was just horrible. Game. I liked it though. <laughs> I didn't hate it. 
it was just a horrible game. Like it, it really will, was. It will always be on my shelf. Like that's a trophy I won. Like I played Clay Fighter and I enjoyed it, but it was just a bad game. It was. It was a. Oh, but it's still. That's like so novel. Such a novel game. Yeah. What was the one for sixty four? Was it Clay um, Fighter sixty three and three quarters? Or yeah, something? sixty three and three quarters. Yeah. That I don't even know what the story for that for Clay Fighters was. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't even put one together. I couldn't look at the list of characters and put one together myself. It's no. just it's, you know, it outrageous. Was, when you have uh, every game, every game's console has a mascot. Clay Fighters was just, in my opinion, was a game full of mascots. The whole game was just mascots. And just like, <laughs> go crazy! <laughs> Fight each other, now! I would go strictly... To play that game and just stop, like, after a couple matches, like, I feel bad. Just, just no. Feel dirty. <laughs> Put down the sticks. Like, I, I, I had my guilty pleasure. I ate my two Twinkies. All right, there you go. Just walk away. <laughs> I feel like I'm shortening the lifespan of my 64 playing this game. Like, don't, don't do it. Don't, don't die on me. Please. I'm sorry. I just had to get out my system. <laughs> Man. But, yeah, I've, I feel that, um, as far as the story goes, uh, bad stories are... They're frustrating. To me, they're yes. very frustrating. Yes. I hate it. Like, I, I played the Tekken story, and the, the the commercials for the Tekken story, I was like, yo, this could be, like, one of the best story modes we've gotten since, like, in my opinion, since, like, MK9 story. Yeah. I was MK9 like, yo, this could be, this great. is, like, super emotional. And then, it wasn't. It, it just fizzled. It, it just, it just wasn't, it just wasn't a thing. Yeah. We followed this random-ass reporter. It's like, we need to follow some reporter. And, I mean, if his delivery... Was better, maybe it, he could have like been okay, but his uh, it was wooden. I would give that a shot, right? But no, I'm another game with uh, it had potential to be a good story, it was just not bouncer. Bouncer, oh, that was the, the the it was like a like a the beat 'em up, and then yeah. it had like the four play. It was a, no, there's it was only I think it was three, two, two or three, three. It was three. It was three. Yeah, yeah, okay, I, I forgot about Bouncer, man. I ain't played yeah, that game in it was, almost 10 years, I think. It was just a weird, weird story. It just, it was like, but none of this makes sense. Given the 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 world they put it in, um, none of the actions that you were taking legitimately were motivated properly. Okay, so they're just acting for no real reason. Yeah, it's no like, well, off. I got choices, but I wouldn't do that. Like, literally, like, there's nobody that would do this. In their right minds. They just kept doing it every turn. I'm like, yeah, why did I... That was back when we had video stores. So I, like, rented this game for a weekend. I'm like, well, I can beat this now and take it back on Monday and not tell nobody. (laughs) (laughs) No one's got to know. But unfortunately for you, Hungry Patient, it is now on the bottom of the pit pocket. And the world's going to know that you... But the bouncer. I sullied myself. <laughs> I, I spent five bucks, I think. I played it for a weekend, and uh, I deleted it off my uh, memory card. Mm-hmm. That was me. It's gone. The bouncer did, did not sit well with you. <laughs> that sucks. It was not a good game. No. <laughs> it was. It was. It kind of looked fun. It kind of looked. It looked fun. And yeah. sometimes things look fun, and then when you're actually playing, it turns out it's not that fun. Exactly. But it looked fun, and then great cover art. Yeah, it looked. It was fantastic. Uh, yeah. I thought like they should have kind of kept with that art direction. Yeah, they maybe should have. had it more cell shaded or changed instead of having just three D the really smooth doll like three D models. Make, it didn't make me feel comfortable. Like no. you know when you see a character in a game, you're like, yo, he's awesome. 
And then you see the other ones that are like, you can tell they were earlier and just like, eh, we'll throw them in there because you needed more people. Okay, yeah, to fill out the roster. That's what Bouncer did. They filled out the roster. But the whole roster was the, was yeah, the filled out was roster. Bad. <laughs> <It was so laughs> bad. Now, um, um, whether it's a good or a bad story, um, if a fighting game is announced to have a story mode, they say, hey, this new game, if the Bouncer 2 comes out, it's got a story mode. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Who's the writer? <laughs> or, yeah, seriously, yeah, yeah, who's the writer? Or here's on Un- a Blade Warriors, um, whatever number they're on now. Good God, um, please don't. <laughs> uh, what would you expect out of that story mode? Like, what is like, what is your expectations going through your mind? Um, when it comes to story modes, it's it's shifted for me, um, mostly with the story modes in MK. I enjoy having a multi-layered story. But with MK, they took you on different paths with all the characters. Well, not all the characters. With the hero characters. The hero characters, yeah. And I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, initially, I was in the mindset of, like, Def Jam. Not Icon. Never Icon. Never Icon. Vendetta, Fight for New York. You followed. You made a character. I like creative characters, but I don't enjoy the, the disconnect. That you have with a creative character. Okay. Because yeah. they don't have their own personality. Right, yeah. So, so you're just a blank slate running through a brand new situation. Pardon me. When you have something like MK, every character you're playing has their reasons. And I like feeling that that emotional connection with their situation. That now has been my, not so much expectation, but my hope. Um, I want to feel connected. To the characters. To the characters, okay. yeah. Um, especially when it's a character I like to play. A character that I'm good with. <laughs> but if it's a character I like to play, it just makes me feel good. Like with um, the towers. The MK towers. Okay. Um, MK, MKX. Love that game hands down for one character. Ferator. Ferator. I have an emotional connection with that storyline. Just because the two of them, it's not so much a whimsical... Uh, Character and by it, I mean they, but they're symbiote, symbiotic relationships. So I'll count them as one. They have a a lighter comedic type of com- camaraderie alone, and then when they interact with everybody else, it's still pretty funny. But like their actual plight, it's heartbreaking. I mean, like the rider is going to turn into the beast of burden, and the beast of burden is going to die. It's going to die. And, but and they're Farrah's so connected adorable. at the hit. She's adorable. Little psycho. Yeah, little psych- but psycho. But it's blade great. Wielding. She's got this big hulking guy carrying her around. And the two of them have to live together. Because he's going to die and she needs him. But at the end, you see the cycle of life on some like Lion King stuff. And I'm like, that's the first time I'm just like, uh, I don't want to finish this tower. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I legit was like, I, I saw it. On YouTube, uh, I was going through uh, entrance, not entrance, I was looking for um, uh, entrance dialogue between MK stuff, and I saw like the fair tour, or it was like heartbreaking fair tour ending or something. I was like, ah, I shouldn't do it. Ah, whatever. It's just a game. It's not just a game. It wasn't just a game. It's, it's more it, than that. It was great writing. I'm like, this is horrible. After that, every time I played fair tour, I would play fair tour without Pharaoh. Um, Oh, you do that yeah. variation where he's his the variation where he's alone. Like, nah, can't do it. You don't even want to fathom. No, that it, it hurt because I'm like, dude, 
Like, no. If there was just a storyline going through the entire game following Ferritor, and that's how it was going to end, I'd never finish that game. Because you're shedding tears at the end. Yeah, like that com- that connection. I love that in a story. But you don't sometimes get it often enough. you get like a blank character like um, Soul Calibur. When they have their created character and you follow through that, it's okay. just like, well, he's got a reason. He's got drive. He or she, however you pick your character. But you have reason, you have drive. But you're not really there. Yeah, because usually those characters are they, they're voiceless. They, yeah. They vo- or it's just through text, and I, I feel exactly. like you lose a lot of characters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you can't hear them or see them make the decision or yeah. know why they're making the decision, it's just you're you're soulless. Yeah. I, yeah when I play games, perfect. especially fight games, I want to be immersed. I mean, I fight naturally. Like I, I'm a fighter. I know what that feels like, and there's a lot of emotion in that. Like. To be able to punch somebody in the face and not hate them, you, there's a lot of feelings there. Yeah, <laughs> that takes special kind of training. When I'm just doing it in a video game, I still want to have that a, a taste of that feeling. Right, not because the whole it's, thing. it's real, but I don't want to waste my time. Not that if you don't have that connection, you're wasting your time, but it for me, it adds something to the experience. Okay. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, it definitely it definitely makes sense. And I'm, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. Um, especially when it comes to Ferritor, because that ending is very, it's very tragic. Because yeah. they have such a a, a, com- a camaraderie. Yeah. And every intro, every intro is funny for the oh, most part. Yeah. <laughs> but they have, they're like such like best friends. Yeah. Almost, it almost seems like they're best friends. I mean, I know they have like their roles and yes. whatever their race is. I mean, even there's um after you win a match, um whether he's with her or not, he literally picks her up like a child and walks her back away from danger and throws her on his back like. You stay safe. Like that, it's a thing. Like she's literally like snapping out and like trying to pick at the other guy's body with a stick and stuff. <laughs> it's like, no, come on. He doesn't even talk. He just kind of grunts, groans, says his name like a Pokemon, but he still protects his other half. It's just, that's, that's real. That's stuff that people actually do. I, I like that. Damn. I like that a lot. See, I don't, I never really gave it too much too much thought until like now because I'm not I don't really play Ferritor like that but I know about the yeah. ending oh yeah but yeah. like thinking on that one's like that is a pretty tragic ending and some of those endings were pretty yeah were pretty tragic yeah. some were nice I mean Reptiles you know he took over and, and he, he got his race back and that was uh, like, no he found his uh, he found sorry. his people he found his people yeah, yeah that was MK9 I'm thinking about yeah. and MK actually found his people found the queen or whatever so some were nice some aren't some, so nice uh, it depends on the character and I think that's very interesting as well yes um, but yeah, so you, you're looking for like an immersion. You really want to care yeah. about the characters you're playing yes. as. And that's... I feel like some games are still kind of lacking on that. Like, yeah. I feel like... Um, I think MK's got it down. Oh, I yeah. think MK's yeah. definitely got it down. Because their story mode is the best, best out of the fighting oh games. God. And their characterizations are really good. But I feel like Tekken still kind of loses that. Um, I, feel I feel like Tekken's, Street Fighter doesn't have it as well either. Tekken was doing great for a while. But I feel like after Tekken Tag... It missed a lot of steps. Right. They, yeah. You can tell they weren't putting too much stock in their story. They just wanted to keep tweaking their fighting mechanic, which as a fighting game, I guess that's top priority. You know, yes. I can't fault them too much for that. Yes. You have to have good mechanics, but I feel like you shouldn't take away from your storyline because mm-hmm. it's not the driving force, but it's definitely the tires. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it keeps it going forward. And since most of their. They're, like they have their tournament scenes and like thousands of people join oh, tournaments, yeah. but 
out of those, like, you have those thousands off to the side playing professionally, there's millions more who play this more casually. Yes. So you have to give them something to chew on when they're not, you know, playing at the highest level at Evo or CEO or any of those Everybody's not going to make it to Evo. Yeah. That's just just a given. Plain and simple. Yeah. So you have to give them something to do, too. And some people do buy these games for the story. Yeah. I know quite a few people who played Tekken 7 because they were promised this big, epic, emotional tale. And given the commercial that I brought up earlier, it looked like it. Oh, yeah. But just for, you know, this whole you kill my mom thing to have one chapter in the past in a flashback. She never showed up in person. In, in That's a, what killed me. Yeah, I was like, oh, it was just one fight and a flashback and then this, the rest of the story is happening. I mean, it felt separately. like a kick in the face. And then afterwards, like, going back to the whole uh, making decisions, whether right or wrong, to try and keep your, your client base, your demographic coming, you gave us Negan and not this. <laughs> So, <laughs> poor K? Yeah, <laughs> something, something great. isn't lining up. They're great characters, but mm, this does not tie into the story at all. Yeah, like it's fun <laughs> to play as them, but why are they here? There's the yes. why. We need this why again. What are they doing here? Well, they're guests. It's like, no, we don't accept that. They're in this world no, now. Why are they either. in this world? They better have a good reason for it. There are no zombies in Tekken. Not yet. <laughs> Maybe one day. Um, but we were talking about Ferator a lot. Yes. Uh, mostly Ferator and that whole thing. Cause, oh, yeah. You know, that was your, seems like your biggest, you know, it hits you the hardest as far as the oh, fighting yeah. game character yeah. goes. Um, now, if there was anyone in the food chain who I'm not able to peg a character by... Let me try to reword this a little bit. Okay. Whenever I'm playing a, a fighting game, whether it be a new fighting game or, or a new installment of a game that we play already... Um, I could pretty much look at the roster and be like, oh, I think um, I think the Jamaican Shake might like this character. Uh, Bonsai might like this character. Yeah. Uh, Snapgrab might like this character. Uh, Protege Deluxe might like this character. But you were the only one that I'm like, I think Hungry Patient will like this, but he might not like this. I don't, I don't know, because when I look back at all the characters I've seen you play, there's no like through line through them. Yeah, there's like, yeah. There's like... No archetypes that line up. There's no like character backstory that really you know lines up. It's not yeah. like you play every underdog character. It's not like you play every grappler. It's not like you play every rushdown or anything like that. Yeah, I see a lot of different <laughs> things. It's hard to. I can't peg you, so I want just. I'm just going to ask you directly on the podcast sure uh, when you're playing a uh, playing a game. What drives you to the characters that you pick? A lot of times, um, if I'm playing a game just because I've never played it before. I want to check everybody out. That's okay. most guys, most people that play video games. If I'm playing for fun or whatever, um, unfortunately, depending on the group, most of the time when I play with a guy, with the guys, uh, it's like I want to have fun. So I'm normally going to pick the most nuisance character. You can play. <laughs> um, my favorite, I would just say, it is Wario. We played Smash, and it's just like they gave him a motorcycle. This is great. I mean, characters with like crowd control, um, sustainable DPS, just like those annoying characters that aren't really going to kill you, but they're going to stick around. I love them. Um, but that's more so in the party sense. Right. Um, it's like the when it comes to Smash. Oh, it's like, oh, we're playing Smash? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it. Like, why do you get Meta Knight? For you. Yeah, for one person. <laughs> yeah. But um, when it comes more to like a 1v1, I still try to play around with different characters just to see what I can do. But when it comes to like serious playing, there are mm, about three things I look for. Okay. Um, heavy characters. Not so much slow, but durable characters. Like okay. for they, games they, like they, Smash, 
I want the guys that are heavy. I don't care how high your percentage is. If you don't fly well, I want that guy. Like Mega Man, Bowser, uh, Ganondorf. I love them. It's hard to get rid of them. Um, power is important, but I do like more so combo-oriented characters. I don't, you don't have to be the strongest character. As long as you're durable and you have a nice combo string, I like it. Grappling's awesome, but I've leaned away from grapple, heavy grappling characters. Um, I don't remember when or why, but it seems like it is going against what I'm more geared towards. A lot of gap grappling characters I've found are super slow. They're very slow, usually. So it's like they balance them to a point where I'm like, uh, I can't have my last minute saves. A couple of times, I'm not huge into defending unless I'm actually playing for real. Okay. Not that I play for fake, but like when I'm like, oh, I got to beat this guy. Okay, I'm not going to not block. That's not going to happen. But I need to be able to evade and stay far enough out of your reach that I'm not going to get like 20 hit comboed. Um, that's huge for me. Okay. Um, the flashy characters that are... I don't like super moves that are... I guess, like, you see them coming. Everybody knows you're going to get Hudokin. It's going to happen. Oh, you got Ryu? That Metsu Hudokin's coming out. Oh, yeah. Period. Oh, yeah. You pick a Full Kuma, stick. there's going to be a, f- a fireball coming from a jump, and you're also going to get that uh, die a thousand deaths. It's, <laughs> it's, you're setting it up. It's like you will it's die one thousand deaths. There's certain characters. Anybody pick Scorpion, I'm seeing the, the harpoon come out. There are certain characters you know are going to do this. I like characters that most people don't use. And if they have those other two things I'm looking for, that that uh, durability and that combo string, I like them. It's not so much that they're sleepers, but people don't like using them. Right, they're not prepared to face them exactly. once they show up. Like for a long time, Tekken with Lei has been my go-to. It took me probably like two summers straight just to get to the point where I was good with Lei from Tekken 3. So I could transition through all this... All his trans, uh, stances and just actually win consecutively. Loved them. Most people didn't like them. At the time, it was Yoshimitsu, Kazuya. Um, Paul was still big, but not huge. And Kuma. And Kuma, yeah. Heihachi, you'd see some good Heihachis, but Heihachi could always be taken out by Kazuya. Everybody yep. had a Kazuya or a, a panda <laughs> that could take out Heihachi. God, I love pandas. It's just... But, and Jack Jack was big, but he wasn't like a ghost. He was like the cheaty Eddie Gordo-ish. Like, you either got Eddie Gordo or Jax, and nobody could get past him until. So I got good with um, Lay after I dropped Paul. Paul's always been my favorite Tekken for two, one and two, or Tekken character for one and two. And then I picked up Lay, and I was like, oh my God, what was I doing? I don't need law. I don't, you know, like Are you no. have the trickiest character in the game right now. Like this guy is you're you're switching up and you have cancels in his regular combo strings that people don't like because it's hard to read. I loved it. I loved it every time. Like especially uh, his um, his drop drop straight to the ground. He's got combo from the ground. That's a riser. You got highs and mids all the way in this combo, and it finishes off in a low. No, it finishes off in a high from a low. I uh, forget what the name of that combo was, but that was like, oh, this guy's hard. I got him. That would be the combo I would start off with. You drop, and I think it's about, I want to say, eight or nine hits back to back, and you take off like half a uh, life bar. Sheesh. That was from three. Dude, that was 
you could go to a con- to a, um, a console and murder somebody at their own house, and there's not much they can say. But <laughs> right. You can't play. <laughs> you can't play. That was awesome. But characters with that type of quality to them, I gravitate towards. Okay. Um, Mega Man and Smash. He's heavy. Yeah, it's hard as balls to kill him, and he doesn't have like a large move set that people use. He's got a flame sword. He's got a dash sword. Um, there's his uh, fire pyres. That's his down. His down bait. Um, there's he's got his uh, razor. He's got the bomb. Most people don't use his landmine. He's got a projectile landmine that no one remembers. Is that the one that fires and it yep. sticks to people? He just shoots it out and runs off. <laughs> and, and watch everyone like, yeah, like don't get this shit off <laughs> it's great but that's another nuisance slash my character that he does both for me okay because if you if you're not paying attention he's got he's short like Kirby and nobody really pays attention when Mega Man's on the board right he's he kind of blended blends. in there yeah even in the blue like okay and then you hear oh Patience got nine lives. Like what? Wait, what? <laughs> Get him. <laughs> yeah. Or like, oh, how do you have three lives? <laughs> he um... gained three lives. <laughs> how do you get three more lives? Did you, you just die? No, no, no. You just didn't hit me. <laughs> how? How are you doing this? I love it. Um, there. It's just with games. I normally I'm like nonchalant. Like, oh, cool. Everybody's here. I just like being in that group. I like having fam around, playing games, okay. having a good time, having fun. And then it's like, all right, who do you pick? Well. Haven't done this guy. Haven't played this chick. All right, cool. I'll try him out. And then it's like, oh, all right. Everybody's picking their their go tos. Let's do it. Like uh, Atrocitus in Injustice Two. That guy is awesome. He's awesome. I love him. He's straightforward. His move set isn't overly complex. Okay. He's not a strict grappler, but he has grapple combos. He's got like two command grabs, I think. I'm not sure. I never, I never was good with Atrocitus. I mean, I just, I like the way he plays, it works, um, and he's got durability. It's just one of those things where, if I know I can last with a character, I'm pretty sure I can figure out your moveset. Okay. Like, I like to play around and figure out how you play, so I can get to the point where, alright, you beat me, cool. Alright, I won that one by Sliver, alright, I'm getting a little better, to the point where it's like, oh shit, I just beat you with my whole, half my health bar, went two and out. Time to switch up. Okay. You know? Yeah. Time yeah, for, for me sure. to get another character. Because I'm getting better with this one. Every every fight game is a, a learning experience. Yeah, even so if you're you just jumping be around. Well rounded then. Yes. Yes. And especially do. with Atrocitus, because then you could summon his cat, you know, Dexter. And he's Dexstar got a lot of he's got a lot of awesome. stuff going for him There's too. There's a lot of utility in Dexter that I think was overlooked. Right. Like especially people put up a couple videos like, oh, this was cool, this was cool. I'm like, no, but did you use him? The shield he has, the attacking cat. He's got a lot of other uses, but people didn't use him like that. It's right. like, oh, I got a Trousers. Uh, let me use Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because the Trousers was so straightforward, like you said. He was yeah. pretty straightforward. Yeah. And he could, um, and he had a, a kind of a smaller uh, move pool compared to other people. Yes, yes he did. But you opened him up and were beating that ass with him. Oh yeah, I love that guy. I mean, and it's... The combo deal worked well with him because you could combo. He had a sort move set, so you made your own combos. Okay, I yeah, do yeah. miss that. Uh, Virtual Fighter. They had moves, but nobody was like, "Oh, well, this is the only thing you can do with this character." No, it was, you got your moves, and you're going to use this, this, and this, or this, this, and this. You could mix and match. 
and it worked for your play style for certain games. Right. And Virtual Fighter is a hard game. Oh hell, that man. game is hard. I never yeah. in my whole life was good at Virtual Fighter, and I've tried either, and I just never never was good at it. I, I've spent plenty of quarter on that game, and uh, did not benefit from it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't learn much. Nope, nope, nope. But it's um, it's funny that you like Atrocitus because he's kind of straightforward a little bit yes. but you're also like a big fan of Lei from Tekken who's one of yeah. the most complicated characters in the series to use yeah um, do you think there's something like some connector in between those two characters that draws you to both of them I'd say they're they're individual stories okay I and that goes back to the story it, yeah. okay that goes right back to the story like Lei's storyline I loved it it was great Atrocity's storyline. I liked him from the comics. Right, so you knew him already. Yeah, you were a big that fan was, already. I was, that was my pull to him initially. Um, when it comes to comics and things, the Green Lanterns have always been my favorite. My first uh, Green Lantern comic was like, dude, this is awesome. They don't need powers. They got a ring. Right. Exactly. Like I used to they watch Captain anything. Planet. The ring was your thing. That was great. Uh, Flash has his whole suit in his ring. Like The ring was awesome. And now you got a power ring. It's powered by your will. Like, cool. And then I started reading the series, and they introduced the Red Lanterns. I'm like, what? what? They they get more powerful because they're angry? Well, I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a kid. I'm angry. I'm confused. I just want to scream. This is great. Right, so he gets just, power from that. Dude, it was awesome. And then, like, the more I read about him, it was like he had a reason to be angry. Oh, he's a villain. No, he's not. He's misunderstood. misunderstood. And it was just off of that. Just hands down. Love that guy. Yeah, and, and despite the fact that he's like real angry and usually a villain, he does have a really tragic backstory too. Exactly. And you don't just like, you're not just granted the the red ring. No. It's like, no. You have, really have to have a real you fucked have to, up backstory. Like his perfect example, Dexter. His cat literally, literally watched the lady who he was being taken care of, a cat, mind you, get murdered and then a red ring came to the angry cat and the cat got vengeance that's pretty bad like that's that's some badass stuff right no. there I mean he's a cat nobody thinks oh how's cat eh, whatever no now he's flying around the universe with the red ring and literally making <laughs> you die making the universe pay for that old lady's death yeah it's just that tragic characters uh motivations in a superhero in a hero not even superhero in a hero will be enough to make that hero a franchise character like everybody loves them oh the old lady got killed and that's why you do what you do you're a hero well you just flip the script that old lady got killed that you cared about and you're going around making other people pay but you're a villain i don't see him as a villain anti-hero sure but not a villain and that's the same thing I feel with Atrocitus. That was his draw for me. Lay, he I'm not a cop a fan of cops, but he's awesome. As a cop, he is great. He okay. does his job, he's charismatic. That's just about to say he's very charismatic. It just works so well. And he's so hyped to see get going. It's really oh, awesome yeah. to see like Lay like, really start doing his thing. Like, dude, you can't stop him. Oh no. I've been fucked up by Lay. You're Lay. Many, many times. <laughs> I just, like, I can never peg Lay. Like he just gets me every time. It's even when I started off and I was bad with Lay, I was like, he's cool. I can't use him. Damn it. But he's still cool. But he's still cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you gotta bite the bullet if you think the character's cool and you wanna use him but you're not good with him. Yeah. You either just. I can never bite the bad. bullet with Voldo, 
He's all yours. <laughs> Can't do it. I just... He is great. I've seen people murder with him. I've seen you just take out the entire chain with Valdo. I can't do it. I just his move set does not link in with me for some reason. Does, doesn't gel. Yeah, yeah. Now who does gel when it comes to Soul Calibur? Um, and until the last two Soul Calibers, I would main um, uh, Astroth. Oh, Astroth. Okay. Uh, back when oh god. Dreamcast. Back with the Dreamcast, you had uh, Rock, Astroth, and Nightmare. The original three big move set of my Nightmare that were my go tos. Okay, all big guys, all slower move sets. But for like a tr- or Astroth, he was more methodical for me. Long, huge sweeping attacks. Anytime he went straight, you connect, they're dead. Big ring out character went straight for him because with the cousins I grew up with that were like fight game gods you touch the controller you're getting off oh damn my co- my older cousins Eric and Irvin they're the reasons why I got good at fighting games couldn't get past them they were just monsters right kind of like a baptism by fire you know <laughs> to baptism shh there was no there was no baptism this is just <laughs> you're gonna get incinerated because you're here <laughs> You're not going to, like, rise out of the flame right. of a better person. You're dead now. <laughs> Are you atrocities? <laughs> Why? I, I do have the ring. <laughs> but um, those three were my go-tos. Um, as the franchise evolved, um, Spawn, I'm sorry, dude's awesome. I was so mad he wasn't on PlayStation. Hayashi was cool, but he wasn't Spawn. So I played with my sisters. <laughs> my sister and brother were all... They had Xbox. I was like, oh, so uh, I'm going to hang out for the weekend. you mind if I sleep on the couch and play your Xbox? <laughs> you only use me for spawn. But I still love you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I love you. <laughs> like, spawn popped up, and I still had my, my main three, and then spawn was like an extra cookie. As it go, as they changed characters' movesets and started to add in characters, pull out characters, Rock was gone. Yeah. So I just had Astroth and Nightmare. Then Nightmare got split. When they split Nightmare and started to change up the or divvy out the moves, because the whole time they were changing moves, adding more and more to Nightmare, and like, yeah, we got too many. Split. I went to Seth Roth. Uh, not Seth Roth. Final Fantasy VII. Um, <laughs> I went to Siegfried. Siegfried was my go-to because of his transition style. Um, not so much in the same regard as Lei from Tekken, hmm. but being a heavy power character with transitional stances, I was able to set up more of a game plan with Siegfried. I loved it. It it went back to the moves that I didn't use with Nightmare when they were together. Nightmare is still cool, but he's not so much possessing the moves that I use. Okay, so they kind of separated the moves that you did use exactly. from the moves that you didn't use and... So I got a whole character just to myself. Just to yours. Like, like, this is great. It's like, we'll give this one to Patient. He he deserves it. They knew. Like, <laughs> he actually keeps playing. He mm. didn't even have a dream class and he still played. Yeah. I went, I went to go play with my cousin Eric. Like, yeah, this is great. Please stop beating my ass. <laughs> I just want to play. That's all I want to do. I just want to play. I'm trying to learn. But it was interesting that they made Siegfried like the stance heavy character because it still has a massive sword. It's still yes. huge. It, it's bigger than his body. Like, 
but they still have him doing all these stances. He's got I uh, can't go through them all. Yeah, now, oh, I can't think of them. But, but yeah, he's got a lot of stances. And it's, he's not not that he's not a ring out character, but he's more of a beat up character than Nightmare is now. Nightmare is literally you're it's AOE with his blast, um, his uh, drill sword. Just it, you're getting knocked back like. 20 frames. Like, he literally is just knocking you off the board every time you get hit. Mm -hmm. Siegfried is more of a stagger-heavy character. He's going to stagger you up. You're going to spin. You're going to sit there and get... And with the electric, which is still cool. And he's going to blast you across the screen, but you might not ring out. And I found that that works more for me. Um, It just, for some reason, that play style has shifted to my needs for Soul Calibur when I play now. Um, I'm not a big fan of a lot of the newer characters. Uh, Draw is still great, but mm, I try not to use him because it doesn't feel right. Because he's a guest character? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't feel right. His moves are way too, way too nice for one character. <laughs> like, you can run through a, a tournament with Geralt. Oh, he's great. He's, he's a great, great character. character. But it doesn't feel... Like he was built off of The Witcher. I played The Witcher. Okay. Love it. Great game. They built him off of The Witcher, but I don't feel he should have been put in a Soul Calibur. Got you. Yeah. Got you. This is kind of like some of the character that just probably shouldn't have been put in a fighting game at all. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And that's, um, a, that's a weird game to want to put into a, like a fighter, because it's like fighting game based, but he's not like... I've, I've never played The Witcher, so I shouldn't okay. even be talking, really. Well, so I don't f- know if he actually has a lot of sword fights. With he humans. does have a lot of sword fights, but it's... You play Skyrim. I play Skyrim, yeah. Think of that play style with so, with uh, The Witcher. Not so much 100% this is it, but yeah. he has a base set of moves, but he doesn't have, like, moves. You know what I mean? He's got a move, base move set for... He's going to attack this way, attack this way. He's got this sword. It's more focused on his magic than him having moves. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. I okay. feel like they would have been better off. Granted, franchises are different. Um, popularity is going to definitely choose who your uh, guest character is. But for a game like um, Soul Calibur, I think they would have been better with like a Guts going to the Berserk franchise. Oh, that would have been really cool. In there. That been pretty I mean, tight. I made a Guts. People have made Guts in Soul Calibur customer, or custom creation mode. For years, but just led him so perfectly. He should be in there, like him, um, Griffin, even Casca. I made a Casca. She was awesome. Um, I don't care what anybody says. She's beautiful. But I mean, um, I mean, she did. They fit that franchise well. Like Link, when they put Link in, Link was supposed to be in Soul Calibur. Like, okay, Nintendo, you guys got Link. He was perfect. Spawn, he worked, but. Mm, he's better than MK. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. certain characters you would think would be in there. Heihachi, why is he in this game? A lot of people ask that, and I really just don't even have an answer outside yeah. of the fact that it's from the same company and they just needed to fill out the PS2, I That's guess. the thing that kills me for it. Like, okay, but no. Um, he doesn't even have a weapon. And I get their hands exactly. were tied because Yoshimitsu is already part of the Soul Calibur yes. story. He's already there, so you can't just... It's like, well, like, you got Yoshimitsu, so leave him there. No, nah, no. Nah. I mean, they could have used somebody else. Like, they could have used Raven. I don't Raven. know. Raven wasn't out at that time, though. Oh, no, he wasn't. No. But. but why, like, why from Tekken? Why, like, why from, from Tekken? Tekken? Like, like, no. 
you got other franchises. They had other franchises they could have done, but like, but that's that's Akuma worked. Akuma, yeah. They made a good story for Akuma to be in it. Yeah, and that was really cool. That was but so cool. From Tekken to Street Fighter, you guys are already there. That was the it was already in the works. Mm-hmm. With Geralt and Soul Calibur, hmm, it felt like a stretch. Yeah, yeah, it did really stretch your mind because there's all kinds of crazy stuff happening in the Witcher series that yeah. That you can't really see it happening in Soul Calibur because Soul Calibur is such a like a world spanning game. Yes. And you know, someone somebody would have been like, Hey, I saw this guy, he's like fighting all these weird creatures and Yeah. You know, have you ever seen these weird creatures? Like, no, like, so like it's around this like for Soul Calibur. It's around the same time, but y'all don't got dragons and monsters. I mean, you got some weird people. You got like Lizard Man, but He's not a full-fledged dragon. Yeah, you know, no one's, it, and no one said anything about dragons. You think exactly. if you had dragons, people would be like, I've slayed dragons before. Like, six people were like, I've slayed dragons with this sword. It's like, but, well, what, what did you do? Well, I mean, I, I kill some witches. This is what I do. I protect dragons. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, but, I mean, you, it's a loose tie. I feel they could have had a more strong tie to it. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the Soul Calibur storyline is all about the blade. It's all about the soul of the blade. You should have went more towards somebody would lean more towards that as opposed to like, oh, you know, I mean, it's what he does. He's here. Yeah, it's just like he's got oh, a sword. I'm gonna walk on through. What's up, paper? Like, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Take these coins and go. <laughs> all right, and I want to uh, flip the script one more time. Um, when you see a character, um, what, what, what don't you? What don't you care about? Like, what kind of characters do you stay away from? You'll never consider using them. Um, I'm not a fan of really fast characters. Um, not so much speed wise, like combo wise, okay. like the quick poppy, like um, the not so much easy mode, but like the characters are just like super fast for speed reasons, but they're not really they don't hit hard. Oh, the, um, the one, so just kind of like the rush down yeah. type of deal. I mean, the rush down's cool, but I feel like it has a... That shouldn't be the whole character's thing. Like, Sonic. He's cool. He's great. Can't control him. Right. For he's, me, he's, no. Not he's happening. like a loose cannon. It's like, what are you doing? No, I'm not Sonic. I'll play to get him in Smash, mm-hmm. but I'm not using him. I'm, he's not my go-to. I might pop him off randomly, just like, all right, well, ain't done it in a while. All right, set my system. I'm done. But I'm not going to main Sonic. Um, when I pick Pokemon Trainer, I try not to use Squirrel. Too fast. Doesn't it's just he's a loose cannon. It's not so much that I can't control the speed. It's just I don't really want to invest the time to. I feel it takes more for me to learn a character like that than a character that's a little bit slower and has a different type of moveset. I feel like Maxi. Maxi's great, but he's super combo heavy. Yeah, and very I don't fast. main Maxi because I would ring myself out once <laughs> I get into a, like a combo. I'm like crap, no, he turned. Crap, I'm going straight. No, nah. right, and all of a sudden you're jump kicking off of the exactly clip. like no, no. like wild characters. Um, not so much wild characters that have the potential to go wild. Going back to Soul Calibur, um, Taki. Oh yeah, her yeah. jump unstoppable. Unless you ring yourself out. Um, her butterfly kick, I've ring myself out. It's like any character that I'm literally kicking my own ass. <laughs> no. And it's not even the character's fault. It's my own limitations. Right. Well, knowing but, how you play is very yeah, important to the characters. You I don't use Cabal. 
Um, he looks neat. Love him. Awesome looking character. I'm not going to use him because he's super speed heavy. Um, his move set is very stationary until you get him moving. Okay. But you got to get him moving to get any good moves out of him. But the way he moves doesn't feel organic to me. Um, the Flash from Injustice, uh, one and two. No. I'm just, no. I'm not my guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. Just Well, yeah, if you don't like speedy characters. So yeah. Flash is definitely not a character not even you can be into. Um, other than the speed aspect, um, I know it's super shallow. Characters just look dumb. <laughs> they just look it's dumb. Just now, like, what, what is, constitutes a dumb-looking character? A dumb-looking character for me is like, um, what's a good one? Birdie. Birdie? Okay, Birdie. okay. Um, I, I just can't. It just looks really weird. Really weird. Uh, for a little bit, I felt that Potemkin was not even close. I just... Now I'm like, eh, if I have to, sure. But I don't like his character design. Even the new design? The new design I'm okay with. Okay, because okay they changed him drastically from yeah, how he I'm used okay to be. I'm okay with the new design. But the old one, like, what... What the hell did... No. What's, what are you doing? What's on his hands? It's giant gauntlets. Like, dreads. you're wearing a big, like, meat cutter's smock, or like a, a welding <laughs> smock, and you're walking around with big old gauntlets that look like toasters on your hands. Why? Just stop it. <laughs> just, no. It's like they um, picked up all the ideas off the floor and just threw it into one character. Well, we got one more. We'll make him a grappler. Super strong. We'll kill everybody. Yeah, but he looks dumb. <laughs> um, it's like, we didn't ask you. Like, this isn't for you. You're just buying the game and playing it. We don't care about you. Uh, there's a... Oh. <laughs> so, I love the character, but he looked dumb as all get out. But he's still one of my favorites. Um, uh... Not meat. Uh, Dar- Darman? Uh, Draman? Draman. Thank you. Draman. Love that character, but he was stupid. He was. They should have done something completely different with his moveset. <laughs> I love, not moveset, with his design. I loved his moveset. I loved using him. I had to stop because every time I looked, I'm like, doesn't he have like a skin or something we could change this to? Something. He, he does look why? He, he looks, looks weird. weird and it's like it's a cool concept he's like a mm-hmm. honey his mask like drives him crazy and he's got yeah. this little club hand going on but you have flies flying around yeah, him and he's all dried out yeah, and like, he's got like the loincloth thing going on I don't want to fight with beef jerky man <laughs> uh, the, there were so many misses like it just looks dumb and I know that's foolish like that's why I still love Drummond mm-hmm. but he's just nah he's that night fighter like alright girl it's two in the morning. Clubs closed. I struck out all night. By the time we get, you gotta be out before five. Like, don't let nobody see you. <laughs> like, we gonna do this, but don't you tell nobody. All right, and take those damn flies with you. <laughs> yeah, just get, go on about your business. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's really just the speed thing, right? <laughs> the aesthetics. That's just that's just me being shallow. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was talking Why? to the Jamaican Shake. I think uh, on the last one of the last episodes of the podcast, and aesthetics are a uh, can be a big factor, yeah. Especially with people that play more casually, exactly. So it's not totally shallow. Some people do pick yeah. their characters based on how they look. I and mean, it's it's funny, but um, not Venom Poison. Yeah, love Poison. 
I didn't care. Oh, that's a dude. And? And? Bridget's and? one of my favorite characters from Darkstalkers. Like, Bridget legit is hard as balls to be super good with because of the speed factor. Because for a long time, I stayed away from Bridget. Right. Because of the speed factor. Like, the, um, the yo-yo slide. That's like one of the coolest things you can do with them, but it's hard. Like, to... My issue with the yo-yo slide was the distance. Like, getting my distance right. But, like, if you keep the speed up with Bridget, you're going to murder. I still didn't like it, though. Um, Vega. Vega, that's a good... Super fast character. When he's moving, you're killing, but he's all over the place. In order to be effective with him, you have to do a lot of movement. You have to cling to the wall, jump over here, stab you, jump over here. It's not just like, all right... And go right in the fight. He's not going to have that durability anymore. Right. And Vega's hard too because uh, he's speedy and he's jumping up all over the place. And he's also a charge character. So yes. your hands are doing all kinds of crazy things on your controller. Exactly. I mean, I got sausage fingers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know my limitations when it comes to move input. And I'm like, dude, this ain't happening. <laughs> hey, but no, like, like I said, knowing your limitations is very key in picking up the oh, right yeah. character for oh, you. Yeah. Um, okay. So... Um, I want to move on uh, to the final topic at hand here. Okay, yeah. Um, and it's away from it's away from fighting games, but it's it's a topic that I've touched on before um, with other people, and I definitely want to get your take on these kind of things. Um, you're a very big cosplayer. You get real into it, and um, whenever I come over uh, to your house, the first thing I see most of the times are all these crazy cool props. Yeah, um, yeah. that are just all around the house and they're so cool they're so creative um, a lot of times I'm not sure where they come from but they're cool nonetheless I want to put them on oh definitely yeah um, uh, but what I'm I've always wondered because I would come over and you'd be working on something working on something I'm like hey what's that from and then you'll tell me a character that I've never heard heard of like from a comic that I've never read and I've um, and I'm not like ignorant to comics I just yeah. read comics oh, all no. the time so yeah. I know comics pretty well but even so, you'll introduce me to characters I've never, I've never even heard of before. Um, so when uh, you decide on to to make a cosplay and decide this is the character you're going to do, um, where do you get this idea from? Um, a lot of them come from uh, either comics or shows. Um, a lot of web comics mostly, but that come from suggestions from my sister and my cousin Donna, like. Early on with uh, the multimedia that I've used for entertainment, like comics and anime and uh, models and stuff. Like, I got into Gundam models from my cousin Don Don. Um, a lot of their suggestions as to what they like, what they think I might like, what's kind of neat. My sister tells me about comics and web series. They're like, oh, you should check this out. They come from those, they stem from those suggestions. And then I'll find stuff I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And I'll read stuff from that same uh, artist or um, things in that same suggestion thread off of that website. I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. I'm drawn to characters that are relatable. Um, I don't like characters like Superman. Um, and when I say characters like Superman, mostly the goody-goody, unstoppable um token hero they're ultra good they never do anything wrong they always win they're not relatable to me i like characters with flaws i like characters that 
may have a past or may have had uh, not always been a good guy. I like protagonists, not heroes. Okay, yeah, that's um, that's that's a great way to put it. Villains, most most villains I love because most villains aren't really bad people. They just have a single-minded focus. Okay. Um, it can be like, very destructive sometimes. Yeah, it's like they're doing something. Mr. Freeze, perfect example. Um, Mr. Freeze is a villain by comic standards. Yeah. But Mr. Freeze isn't a villain by life standards. By moral standards, yeah. yeah moral stand- his, moral, his morals are sound. His ethics, they're not even questionable. They're just finite. They're, he's black and white. My wife needs a cure. I can cure her. I'm a genius. I'm a medical genius. This is going to work. You're getting in my way because you don't like my methods. Understandable. Most of the villains uh, that I've noticed in DC, they're not really bad people. There are bad ones. Like, they're just psychos, sure. But they're not bad people. Um, When it comes to comics, those are people I gravitate towards, too. Um, Victor Von Doom. He's not a bad guy. Not he's anymore. actually a great ruler. Dictator, sure, but he's not a bad guy. Anything for his country. Everybody else, leave me alone. <laughs> you don't want this smoke. Right. You can't. You got to respect that. Yeah. Especially living in America, you got to kind of respect that. It's live and let live. You'll be fine. You don't like what I do? Speak on it. Don't act on it. They act on it. Now he's a villain. Um, Black Adam. He's not a bad dude. Misguided, hmm, definitely a dictator, <laughs> but I can't call him a villain. Dark side, he's not a villain. He's the embodiment of evil, but he's not a villain. Right. I mean, he just does what he's he does what what, he, what the embodiment of evil does. That's yeah. what you're supposed to do. He's following his his role. Um, going back to like some biblical stuff. Oh Lord, oh Um, prepare yourselves, guys. Lucifer. Here we go. Just reading the Bible. I went to Catholic school for many years. Okay. Um, the Bible's been like ingrained in me from my family. It's shaped me. It's a great part of my personality. When I look back on the stories about Lucifer, how everything went down, I can't really get like mad about the devil. Um, yes, the question had feelings, and most of the depictions of the devil, oh, he's evil, he's malevolent with it. You read the Bible, well, no, he just stuck to his guns. Didn't work out for him. That happens. There's happens. consequences. It happens a lot. He followed through with his actions. He accepted the consequences. Well, had to, regardless. But that's what shaped him. With villains, they go forth, go forth with their plans, their ideals, and they stick with them. They have sustainability within their conviction. And they just stay for the consequences. They don't like cop out like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. I'll do what you want. No, <laughs> they don't do that. They're like, you know what? It is. Let's go. They knock a lot and they take it on the chin. Everybody who ended up in Arkham, they ended up just go- doing, look, Killer Croc, one of my favorite DC or Batman villains. That's not a villain. He just want to be left alone. This is my swamp. This is my sewer, whatever. Leave me alone. We good. You want me to stop messing with you? Cool. This is illegal. Just let me go back down in my sewers. You wouldn't leave me alone. So we retaliated. There's consequences for your actions. He was just being a lizard man. Doing what lizard men do. Okay. He He's eating dogs. 
Okay, that's pretty jacked up. Give him a citation, sue him, something, just leave him alone. Because he's going to eat the dogs. That's he. He's the lizard man. Keep your dogs away from the giant lizard man. There you go. Put him on a leash. Keep him in the house. <laughs> Take him to the park. It's like you knock know, down to the swamp. It's like you know this is what's <laughs> happening. Y'all need to be careful. There's exactly. literally someone named Killer Croc in existence in this city. And you still want to keep doing this? That's stupid. <laughs> but that's but, kind of, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, I no, 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 you're good. Um, but that's the kind of things that draw me to these characters. Okay. It's like, I can relate to their mindset. It's not so much like, oh, well, sometimes it's a popular character. Sure, I'll do it. I'll do it. Get it on with whatever. But their mindset in itself sells me on that character, sells me on that franchise. So I'll stick with it. It's just um, a lot of times with comics and cosplay and anime and cosplay, a lot of the buzz are around the popular characters. Problem is, I don't like most popular characters. Because they're not relatable for me. Right. Like, they're usually two extremes. Yeah. It's like you're either super evil for no reason or you're super good and you're infallible. No one's infallible. It's just, it's not a thing. Well, and, and interesting about comics, especially in DC comics, it really shows just how destructive having anything that's an absolute is. Yes. An absolute good creates absolute evil. Exactly. So it's, it just really is. And then you have all these great things that end up, you know, colliding in the middle. Yes, indeed. And that's, that's really interesting. Uh, it's always that's always been interesting to me, which I kind of I feel you about the whole Superman thing. He's just yeah. too good. Yeah. And even though I'm a big Joker fan, like a lot of people, he can be too evil. Sometimes. Yeah, like they've re they've reinvented Joker so many times. And I'm like, there are some iterations that I like way more, and then there are some iterations I'm like, what? But this, just stop. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> you're just going way over the top. I don't like this one. Like, you're just evil. Like. I want Batman to shoot you. Right. <laughs> you know? But we know he won't. I mean, ah, the moral ambiguity. Constantine's probably number four favorite DC character for me. He's just normal. Yeah, he's, he's a prick, but he's he's, he's a, a good he's dude. He's a human. I mean, that's just yeah. what it is. He's a human who uses his wits. It's not that he's not smart. It's not that he's not strong. But he uses everything around him to benefit himself. He's a single-minded focus. Me. And that in itself is Constantine. That's it. He's like, I'm not going to hell because I tricked everybody into like fighting over my soul. <laughs> I'm smarter than you. <laughs> you know, like this guy is, he's, he's taking the Batman approach to the magical element of the DC universe to solidify himself in basically immortality until he just gets tired of it. While still kind of keeping his feet on the ground. Yeah. He's he's not getting drunk in the power. He's not going left or right. He's just like, eh, people don't like to deal with me because I'm a problem. But people need me, but they don't want to call me because I'm a problem. <laughs> so I can basically do what I want as I want. And he just lets fate push him in the right direction. Okay. I like that. It, he's a normal guy who just happened to be in a supernatural world. Like, I don't know. Okay. I feel like that's the kind of things that either I would do or somebody I knew who was in that situation, I'd like them to do. Because, like, you're not trying to be over the top. You're not trying to always be right. If you are right, it happens, but I'm not trying to force myself to be right. Right, because you end up, more often than not, in the wrong. Exactly. And that's what drives me away from certain types of characters, like Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's a great character, but she'd be a better villain than a superhero. 
Yeah, and she always she's she walks that line. She yeah, she tries she to be so hard. good that she does bad things. Exactly. And I'm like, dude, like the Flashpoint paradox was the best Wonder Woman iteration in my opinion. Yeah, because I agree. it was more true to who I feel she is. Right, a, a princess of the Amazons who hate men and everything they represent. Yeah, like you are hurt by a situation that you put yourself into. Okay, then you lashed out. You're not a superhero. But she does that with different things on her superhero tip outside of Flashpoint, but it's not seen that way. It's not portrayed that way. But if you were to take another character like, say, Cheetah, and put her in that situation, she'd be a villain. So like, I like to do that with certain franchises. Like, all right, who's your main villain? Now let's have them do everything you just did. Are you still a good guy? Yeah. Damn. Like Batman. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> everything Batman does, like, switch it over to Joker. Well, he's a bad guy. Batman's not a hero, but he doesn't say he is. Batman's just an anti-hero, who, or a protagonist, who acts like an anti-hero. Yeah. No one likes Batman. Batman's a dick, but Batman's effective. He's effective. And he also knows he's a dick, so yeah. it's not and like he's he trying to make people it. like him. That's important for me for superheroes and people I choose to cosplay. You accept who you are. You're not trying to be someone else. Batman legit knows he's Batman. When uh, they hacked his brain multiple times, like, who is Batman? Who are you? What's your secret identity? I'm Batman. This is like, they're running your brain. You believe yourself to be Batman. You got rid of your natural born Bruce Wayne identity. Exactly. Bruce Wayne is... You became you. Is a fake identity. Yeah, like... He just puts that as a show. Like, yeah, he is... Whatever. The Green Lantern. He has a... All the Green Lanterns have their title because that's what they are. It's like a job. This is my job. But Hal Jordan is Hal Jordan. Period. Okay. Well, what about... No. Hal Jordan is Hal Jordan. Um, what's his name? The Black Green Lantern. Um, John Stewart. John Stewart. Thank you. He doesn't wear a mask. He's a black guy in a green and black suit. <laughs> he just flies around like, nah, I ain't hiding shit. I'm a superhero. Uh, oh, Okay. Um, like you show who you are because you accept it that power that ability that persona is you you allow it to be you the X-Men love them most of the X-Men don't even wear masks they just go out there because being a mutant isn't a crime being a mutant isn't something to hide away from that's who they are and that's the whole arc of the X-Men exactly they're not trying to be something they're not Wolverine that's his code name but everyone knows him as Logan like, okay, that's your name, but your code name as your job is the Wolverine. You were the Wolverine beforehand. The guy's centuries old. He's been around for a while. He's had a couple different names, but he is Logan. He is Wolverine. It's not just like, this is my superhero name. No, that's who you are. That's like your nickname. Um, I cosplay Zorn. Um, Zorn has to wear a helmet to keep his super... Uh, depending on which version of Zorn we're talking about, the mutant power is to create sunspots and supernovas, not sunspots, supernovas, sunspots or supernovas, and to create black holes. The helmet keeps the power in, so Zorn doesn't, like, I don't know, destroy a city block. Like, that's what Zorn has to wear. He doesn't have another face. He doesn't have another persona. Zorn is its name. Yun said Zorn is one form. Um, I forget the other names. 
the other uh, version. One's a black hole, one's a supernova, whatever. But that Zorn is the character's name. That they've accepted who they are. Right, because they can't big. be anyone else. They can't even be a secret identity. Because exactly. he's got to wear the helmet at all times. Exactly. So, a character who accepts who they are, and they aren't trying to be uh, one of the extremes, that's who I gravitate towards. Okay. Yeah. That's... It seems way more it's, complex than it is. No, no, like, no, like I, I, I understand. You just like great characters. Yes, right? you just, great You characters. don't like goody two shoes, and you don't, no, no, you don't no. like people that are evil for the sake of being evil. No. I'm evil because I love it. Well, what? Uh, perfect. Okay. I would love to do Mojo Jojo from the oh. Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> love him. He makes the most sense, even though he talks nonsense. He has a speech impediment. <laughs> He's redundant, but Mojo Jojo is himself. Because of the professor just doing what a scientist does with no ab- or with no abandon. Just like, oh, I'm going to just keep doing stuff. I'm going to, oh, I, I messed up. Mojo Jojo accidentally got the Powerpuff Girls crea- er, created. Oops, I was trying to help. I knocked over the Chemical X. He got the consequences of his mistake and became a super smart monkey. He just needs some love. Misunderstood. He's trying to act out. He's trying to fit in. He's trying to find his way. But he's not trying to be something he's not. Mojo is Mojo. That's his name. He was their pet monkey. Well, your pet monkey's a genius. Unfortunately for them. That needs a therapist. (laughs) I mean, and there are a couple episodes of that show where we saw sometimes he would just Going about his day. Yeah. He was just in his underwear at home. Just and they chilling. just break in and yeah, start, and they start fucking him up for no reason. Why? <laughs> like, like, I wasn't even doing anything today. I have not done anything. Like, Jojo, Jojo has done nothing. Aren't you being a bad monkey? No. I'm making breakfast. I'm not always bad. <laughs> um, but that comes to the whole absolute Sweet. goodies. You know, they yeah, always I mean, come and see all these... It's sweet that you have a, a reason for being your thing, but let the monkey be a monkey. They did the same thing to Fuzzy Lumpkins and almost got murdered. I know, because you don't fuck with Fuzzy Bro, Lumpkins. like, he's a big old moonshine drinking uh, fuzzy whatever he is. He's a Lumpkin. He just came after him, like, he went well, he hulks out. out. Like, <laughs> that's like my favorite change, like, because he wasn't always like that in the beginning of the series. Like, nah, all of a like, sudden, now he gets fucked with you. And he hops out and just <laughs> no one can stop Fuzzy Lumpkins. Anyway, <laughs> so I can go down the rabbit hole on, the, oh, yeah. on American cartoons all day. So I'm gonna stop right okay, there at okay. Fuzzy Lumpkins. Um, but uh, when I first met you, you know, you've always you've been cosplaying way before you met me. Oh yeah. Um, and building stuff way yes. before you met me, probably for before I was born, because you were considerably older than I am. Yes. Uh, I'm not calling you older, I'll than never me, but die. you but you are older than me. I'm a time lord. Um, yeah, just in case you're wondering. Um, this is where the TARDIS comes from. He built it. It's the original. I was bored, you know? <laughs> um, anyway. And um, one of the things that really... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Impressed me the most was you have you like you build swords and the swords are really cool to see. Yeah. And like the guns and stuff, they're all all the outfits and stuff are really cool. Definitely. But sometimes you'll show me something and it'll have wiring and stuff going through yeah. it and all this lights and stuff. And then, and then I'll ask you, um, uh, 
uh, how to do that. And then you'll say something like something crazy off the wall that I don't quite understand. <laughs> you'll say something like, I, um, uh, yeah, I went down to the park and I created perpetual energy, uh, free energy. You know, I'm the first one to discover it and I'm using it to power this, this outfit. <laughs> It's like what <laughs> the TARDIS, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, and it always gets me thinking. Um, where do you just get this this drive to just go balls to the walls with some of these outfits to just take it to the next level? Um, I honestly don't know where it comes from, but like when my mind starts going, like I'll see something, I'm like, yeah, we can do that. It's not even like, oh my god, that's hard. No, no, we can do that. Um, growing up, I was always taught like, if you want to do something, research it. My dad would send me to the library. Okay. It's like, what do you want to do? We didn't have time to date myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, we didn't have the internet as a staple as it is today. Cell phones were around. I'm now. I'm talking like when I was like. Um, in my single digits, I, I had these questions like, "How do you do this? How do you do that?" I was taking apart the v, taking apart the VCR at home, and then trying to put it back together before my mom found it because I was gonna get in trouble. You know, that that was the kind of stuff I did. I've always been more mechanically minded. Legos, um, whatever I was playing with, like the twist ties from the paper or not paper bag uh, from the um, bread bag. I make a little little man out of it. Just. I'm always thinking that way in a creative nature. So when it came to like, hey, dad, how does this work? Well, if he didn't know, he'd take me to the library. Or he'd be like, all right, ask your mom. You guys can go down to the library. And I'd go to the the index cards. I'd look through. I'd ask the librarian. They'd like, well, this kind of stuff is over there. And I'd go and look in books. Or like the library at school. I'd look in the books. Um, when the internet was readily available as I got older, I'd look stuff up on the internet because I'd always get the same answer from my parents if they didn't have an answer for me. Look it up. So I started looking into stuff. Um, YouTube, when YouTube became a staple on the internet, like, it changed the game. Um, then you can just look, watch a video. You can type in anything. You're going to find a video. So that changed a lot of the way I think. When I started doing... Um, crafts and things in school or at summer camp or whatever. They're like, we're pretty good with this stuff. So they give me more stuff. So I start playing around, experimenting with things. Um, as I started working, I've always been uh, in physical type jobs. So it's going to change what I do. So I'd see more. I'd get more, not see more. I would get more exposure to different ways of doing things. I work in construction. have for 15 years now. Um... I've seen some really cool shit. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's awesome. Um, people for contractors, people that work with nuclear, people who work with um, tur steam turbines on ships, stuff like that. I've met so many cool people that do awesome stuff that I didn't do or don't do. And those you just strike up a conversation. How does that work? Just that one question has opened so many doors for me. I'm like, how do you do that? I'm like, do what? You know, you were just working with, how, how does that work, that lathe? They'll tell me. They'll break it down. Like my job now, I'm a maintenance mechanic. Okay. I fix things, literally. So like, you're literally the most, one of the most important people on the job. That gets no yeah, respect Yeah, if stuff breaks, they're calling maintenance. So my crew, the people I work with, 
We go out, we fix things. They might have a, a press that's not working. They call us. Um, it might be anything. We have electricians, we have machinists, we have millwrights, we have welders, we have the whole gambit. And within that pool of a team, I can ask anyone and they'll tell me because it's not coveted information. Right. The more was, everyone knows, the stronger know, your team is. Yeah, I was always brought up, um, even from my mentors coming up, my fight coaches coming up. You can't learn more if you hold on to everything. Your cup's full. How do you empty it out? You give it away. If you can teach somebody something that you know, you learn more. So that in itself opened up a lot of avenues for me when it comes to cosplay stuff. Like lights. I love LEDs. They're great. I learned a lot of stuff that I've been doing with cosplay or experimenting with cosplay from electricians I work with. Because that's what we do for a living. That's what they do for a living. Um, with the sword making, with the wood stuff. I learned a lot of my basic um, handyman stuff from my uncles, from my dad. Just fixing things around the house. I worked in steam uh, like steam fitting uh, for like radiators, boilers, um, all of that pipe fitting stuff for years. Like that's just what I did. Um, so... When it comes to like how things work, it's just simple simple concepts. You're just changing what you're using. Um, you can work with valves, any kind of valve. An air valve works the same as a liquid valve. Um, it's just changing your application. Uh, dealing with EVA foam. EVA foam and warbler and steel and wood, they all have different characteristics, but you can all make them do the same thing. If you have the right skill set. Exactly. It's just... You just got to figure out how it works, then bend it to what you need it to do. Now, some are going to have strengths, some are going to have weaknesses. Since I'm just wearing it for a costume, for a cosplay, for a few hours, or even a weekend, all right, I might use uh, EVA foam as opposed to warbler or as opposed to wood and steel because I got to wear this all weekend. It's going to be heavy. Yeah, you really want a bunch of steel hanging off here? I need to breathe. I need to move. Also, the venue might not allow me to have any uh, metal or might not allow me to have a too heavy of a weight um, on my props. Props are huge. Some cons don't allow any props over 40 pounds. Well, if I'm making a huge Zabuza sword like uh, um, Hitman has done, Protégé, one of those ch chain members, dude, it's uh, that's a big sword. Big old sword. You gotta use the right materials. You gotta use like PVC, EVA foam, um, a very lightweight uh, sealant so it doesn't gain more weight because just the size of it is gonna add weight. Right. And, and also, stuff, you, you know? if you're gonna be playing as that that big strong character swinging their signature sword, you gotta yeah. at least look like it's. Dude, you can you work know, out all you gotta, want, but you're not gonna. Whew, that's a six line. feet of steel, bruh. I'm getting a fork truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because in whatever series, say it's Zabza, or say you're oh, yeah. doing Reinhardt or whatever, and you got oh, the God. you got the big old the big old weapon. They, in their series, they swing it effortlessly. Yeah, so you have like, to make it look like you can like swing it paper. effortlessly. Exactly. I mean, if I I see some of these Reinhardt cosplayers, I'm like, dude, I feel bad for you because I see the armor. I'm like, yeah, that's uh, even EVA foam. Fifty pounds is fifty pounds. <sighs> And you're walking around in this. There's a reason why people who wear the big suits, like the uh, 40K. I love the 40K cosplayers. They're awesome. Warhammer 40K. These guys are great. 
but you're walking around with basically 50, 60 pounds of weight. I don't care what it's made of. 60 pounds of weight on your body that you really can't maneuver in and you're walking around all day taking pictures. You're holding up a 20 pound sword that's made of EVA foam, but it's huge and you're just like holding it up with your shoulder fully extended. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're doing a He-Man pose for like five minutes with people like, oh, can I get another picture? That's exhausting. It's just exhausting. So you got to find your ways. You got to find your, your materials. You got to find what's going to work the best. Now, have you ever wanted to do a crazy cosplay like that? Yes. Um, <laughs> I've been fiddling around with the concept of, um, what's the, uh, Cannon Buster. Okay. The series just came out. Um, one of our other illustrious, infamous chain members is considering doing the main character. I am a fan of that series, but I love his car. You want to cosplay the car? I want to cosplay the car. It turns into a giant bull. Oh, it turns into a thing. And she's awesome. But I just... The challenge of making that well, it's got my my spider sense tingling. It's like, dude, that's awesome. Because there's lights. There's a couple of motors that I need to put in just so it moves right. As far as like with the... Um, there's like a turbine gear in its, I believe, neck or shoulders. No, I think it's in the shoulders. I would love to do a cosplay that large because it would show so much scaling of my own ability and to get the scale right between him and me, I'm going to be on stilts because you have to be larger. Yeah. So it looks good. Not, dude, it's just, just that that range is what I'm working myself towards. Now that would be an accomplishment. Oh yeah, definitely. Now, do you feel like you're uh, really attracted to this, the challenge of some of these yes. crazy um, additions, you know, whether it be lights or turning into a car, into a bull, back into a car. One hundred percent. That is, it's like the uh, the finish line that always moves. You see it. It's it's not a checkpoint. I got that. I did that. All right. What's next? You're always. I feel if you're not always learning or growing, you're dead. And just having that that drive, it, it's it's awesome. It's a rush. Being able to like push myself to do something better than I did before. Like even cosplays I've done in the past, I'm redoing them to make them better. It just more functional, uh, more comfortable. Something I could like put out there. Like, all right, this is how I did it. We can mass produce these, sell them off. I don't care. But I already did that. Stamp of approval. Next topic. Okay. I just like to push myself more because, I mean, everybody I've met that's been uh, an influence on my life, they've never stopped learning. They've never stopped growing. They've never stopped pushing themselves. Um, some of my mentors have retired. They're great-grandparents. They're like 60, 70. Uh, yeah, 60 and 70. Not 80 yet, but pushing it. She's... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, she's one of the meanest, toughest old ladies I've ever met. And she'll tell you flat out, you as old as you feel. That, love it. Old as you feel. Because you're not, you're not done till you're dead. And to me, what kills you is stagnation. You get bored, you just get complacent. Well, what, what else are you doing? Nothing? Well, why are you here? Right. You should so always like, be pushing for yeah, something. always pushing to... To make yourself better. So with like cosplay stuff, yeah. 
If I'm not going to keep making better stuff or not keep making stuff, well, why are you doing it? Just go out on Halloween. At least that's my con- that's my my uh, mindset. Because I can go to cons. I go to cons anyway without dressing. They're fun. But if I'm going to a cos to a con to cosplay, well, I need to step it up. I yeah, you need to well. look your yeah. best. Look you don't need Sunday to know best. who I am, but if you know my cosplay is is fuego, like <laughs> yo, that shit's hot. <laughs> I did my thing, man. You right. might not know what it's from, but you respect it because it's done well, and they will remember it. I did a good job. That's that's more or less why I do it. I don't. I'm not a cloud dude. I normally wear a mask on my face, so most of y'all don't know what I look like. Gotcha. Eh, introvert, whatever. But you liked it. Right. Yeah. So it's more like a personal thing for you. Like yes, these, definitely. These are personal. all just like goals you want to hit. And you, yes. every time you hit it, you set a new goal. And then after you hit that goal, you set a new goal. Yes. And eventually you just you just become whatever. I goal. am gold. <laughs> I don't know what the absolute Golden end is. but it's, Until then, you know, you keep pushing. You keep pushing. I got that uh, that saying complex. I am Kakarot. Right. <laughs> There's always something more to strive for, yes. even when you feel like, even if you say this is the best cosplay I've ever done, it could be like a full set of armor that's that's bulletproof, and you yeah. look like the exact character that you wanted to, to say and I uh, wanted to um, show. I mean, yes, and it could be, it could look like pure armor, it could stop bullets, but it could also only weigh like ten pounds the whole thing because you made it Dude, out of some, get Nobel Peace some crazy thing. Kid. Yeah, that would be that would be crazy. That's some <laughs> yeah. army level stuff. But even so. There's always something more. There's yeah. always something else. Like, time is... Or, what's that? Time's linear. So, at that moment when you say, this is the best cosplay I've ever done. Well, that moment's done now. What's next? What's next, yeah. It's still moving. It's the it's best one moving. you've ever done so far. Exactly. That right there is... Uh, that's my, my motivation. Alright. Yeah. Um, You know, I had another follow-up question, but I really don't feel like I... I really need to ask it. The question was, um, can that kind of drive really uh, be used in other avenues of life? And that just kind of seems like an obvious question, the way you just described it just now. Yeah, I mean, that's that's more or less like everybody has dark times. Everybody has like bad moments. That's what's worked for me. Um, For life purposes, it's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to use that in everything. I mean... To be honest, that concept in life is what kept me going in cosplay. Um, I've had conversations with my sister like, eh, sometimes I'm just like not, am I doing this? Do I really want to keep doing this? And that conversation keeps popping up with that answer like, well, if you're done, you're done. But what's next? Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah good like, point. That was next. work, ups and downs in your job. All right, well, I'm, I'm doing good here. I'm, I'm uh, doing my job. I do my thing. This, that, this, that. It hasn't changed yet. Well, I can make some more money by doing this. Or I can try to make myself better at my job. Or, well, I mean, you're always going to do your job because you need your money. Yeah. But you can always business. make more so you can make your life better. If you're comfortable where you're at, I'm not going to fault you. Mm-hmm. But could it be better? If it could, why not do it? That's, that's literally yeah. it. <laughs> it's really, not, it really you know? is as simple as that, though. Because yeah. complacency really does, it's kind of, like, you never want to hit uh, hit that level where just nothing seems to matter. You don't really want to, yeah. you don't really have a drive to do anything. Because people would usually call that uh, depression. Yes, exactly. Like, what, what's wrong with you? 
Nothing. I'm just sitting here. You're depressed, but I'm just sitting here. Don't you want to do something? Don't you want to go outside? No. Just sitting here. Well, now they're going to call a therapist. They're going to send you to a group therapy or have an intervention. If you're doing that in your career or your hobbies or just in general, it's seen as a problem. Well, uh, I look at it like that. Like, not really doing nothing here, so let's go do something. Right. <laughs> like, you know, time to go. I think people do have a natural just uh, want to be better, to do better. Yeah. I feel like that's that's more human. Yeah. Um. There's a reason why we're the top of the food chain. Like, <laughs> dude, like, we're, we're people. If you're just complacent being something's dinner, why... Why do we have science? Like, why do we build things? Why do we drive? Why do we procreate? You're just happy just being a slug? Well, be a slug. That's cool. Um, but I, I'm not. And so <laughs> I ain't going to be. I still haven't been to space yet. Uh, and we ain't stopping until we get there. That's, <laughs> that's the final one, to be a cosplayer in space. Dude, I, if I, man, let me be the first <laughs> cosplayer in space. What's that, uh, not Vash the Stampede, um... From uh, Outlaw Star. Um, no, I don't. I don't know. Uh, dude, I can't Outlaw remember Star. his name right now. But um, uh, dude, I was. Uh, please, if I have the opportunity to cosplay in space, I'm going to pick the main character from Outlaw Star. It's gonna be great. You got to. It's gonna man. be awesome. You got to. He's got a caster gun. That's another prop I can make, dude. I'm on it. He's got a caster gun, little shields on his uh, uh his bracelets. Right, and dude. Co-pilots like Spike Spiegel, and he's got. Please uh, come on. Other, other people that are all space related, some from Gurren or something like that. My drills going to pierce, pierce the yeah. cosplay <laughs> heavens. Cosplayers <laughs> in space, baby. It's not a thing. It's a thing, baby. Let's go. <laughs> it wasn't until just now. So how would they get the Mars cosplay? And cosplay. They cosplayed all the way to Mars. <laughs> in fact, Mars is cosplaying. That's all Mars does. All the cosplayers <laughs> they moved. <laughs> Um, but as far as any um, any more you know questions or discussions, okay. I am actually I'm tapped. I have nothing else to cool. uh, to All offer. Right. Um, if you have any other questions or concerns, now is the time. Um, no, I'm good. I mean, you you gave me something to drink. We got to hash it out. I'm happy. <laughs> all right, <laughs> that's all I can ask for. If you're happy, I'm happy. So. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having really, me. It's it was great. This has been an awesome experience. I'm happy to to finally learn a lot of the questions I never had the chance or the platform to ask Perfect. before. So that was amazing. Um, do you mind reintroducing yourself to yes. the people who might have forgotten in the past two hours? They should be ashamed of themselves. Should be ashamed of yourselves. I am the hungry patient from the food chain. Uh, some people call me Mike. <laughs> <laughs> He's the hungry patient. Some people call him Mike. I'm McWhoopie Goldberg, and this has been the Bottom of the Pit Podcast, where we look to the moon and swap our palettes. We will see y'all on the next one.